So hey guys, it's Annie. Welcome back to another episode of That's Wellness Podcast. Um, today's episode is all about Greek mythology book recommendations. This is my fave Greek mythology reads. So I'm going to be talking about books I've read, books and one of the books I'm currently reading, and uh, books I would like to read in the future that are on my TBR that I haven't got around to reading yet, but I've heard good things about and I'm planning on reading in the future. But I thought I'd just include them in this episode just to let you guys know that those books I'm going to be reading in the future. And I would still recommend them, even though I haven't actually had any personal experience of reading them, but they look quite good, I guess. Um, So if you would like to support this podcast, be sure to share with your friends so I can keep making these episodes for you guys. I say this every week, um, but you know, um, for my current faves, um, I finished, so for my books that I'm reading. I finished reading No One Is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood. It was, I think it would be a really good book if I was maybe like a few years older. If I've read this in my 20s, I feel like that would be, it would be a lot better not really when I'm like 13 or 14. Um, but I still think it is, it is it's a really good book and it's quite well written. It's just quite difficult to grasp and get your head around as you're reading it. But I do, I did really like it. Um, I did give it a two and a half three stars out of five just because I didn't personally enjoy it that much I just kind of wanted to get through get it finished but I think it's probably because it kind of went over my head a bit but I think it is a good message and it does but I think it could have got a message across across better if I if that makes sense I'm not going to go too in depth because I've got a lot to talk about but um I I'm not gonna it's just about like social media and this influencer or like social media a famous person and just what she goes through and there's like um a big event or like accident that happens and then um something happens and then it kind of just changes her perspective on everything so that just what the book is kind of about um next i finished listening to an audiobook to pride and prejudice by jane austen it was so so good i really really enjoyed it and it's just it's such a good comfort book. I really want to get my own copy and read it on paper one day. But it was re- I really, really enjoyed it. I gave it a four out of five stars. So that is really good. I, I did enjoy the whole story. And I just grew to like love all of the characters. And I think it's just a really, really good classic to read. I think I'm definitely going to be rereading it in the future on paper. So um, yeah, I really do recommend that for you guys. Um, so now I'm currently reading, I obviously will mention this later in the episode, um, it is Cersei by Madeline Miller. I read Soul of Achilles earlier in the year, as you guys probably already know, and I absolutely fell in love with it, one of my favourite books ever. So I thought I'd pick up one of her other books that she released um, quite recently, actually, I think past few years or something. Um, but it is, it's so, so good so far. I'm almost finished. I'm kind of got about a quarter of the book left. But um, it is about Cersei, who was this kind of Greek goddess. And she was one of the people that Odysseus met on his journey in the Odyssey. Um, And it's just about her life. um, And I'm really, really enjoying it. And Madeleine Miller's writing is so, so nice. It's one of my favourite things about her books. It's just the writing. And some of the quotes you get are just immaculate from her writing. I'm not going to go too in-depth as I said, but I did record this episode before I'm recording the intro, so I know all of the stuff I talked about, just because I feel like the intro needs to be more up-to-date as I talk about, like, stuff I'm reading and some of my current faves and stuff, so I feel like that has to be more up-to-date, so I I record it as close to the time of the episode 
that I can. But um, I recorded this episode like last week or something. It is quite a long one. I'd say about 30 minutes. I'm not entirely sure, but I think about that long. So I just finished editing it. And I I think this one is a really good one. I feel like this podcast is kind of just going to be talking about every other episode. going to be talking about books. But I think that's fine. I hope you guys like doing that. Let me know what kind of content you guys want to hear from me but I'm I'm gonna do loads of stuff on like routines wellness and stuff still I'm just gonna be kind of doing a lot more books because of that I really really enjoy talking about that um but yeah so for my current songs that I've been loving it's kind of the same as last episode episode 10 but I have been loving Ed Sheeran's new song of course I love all of the songs that Sheeran releases to be honest it is Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran and then also, um, I went to the cinema, and I think I mentioned this last, last time, I went to the cinema and watched In the Heights. Um, it was really, really good, and I was having that soundtrack on repeat, along with Hamilton, of course. Um, but yeah, it's really, really good, and I love the In the Heights soundtrack. I think I prefer Hamilton a little bit more, but In the Heights is still really, really good. Um, and obviously, it was my birthday, what, two days ago, so that was great. I'm 14 now, so that's great. I'm recording this on... Thursday the 22nd of July so it'll be going up this episode will be going up a week today um I'm just pre-recording it because we've got a lot going on it's summer holidays going like camping and stuff like that I'm kind of just pre-recording a lot of content and pre-filming loads of YouTube videos like yesterday I literally um filmed a video that's going up end of August so I'm trying to just get ahead as the planning on going away so we just kind of want to get everything prepared so I'm not worrying about it when I'm on holiday because I do need a break so we've got loads of videos pre-filmed and I'm planning my September plan with me even though it's July but I'm not actually filming it I'm just kind of planning the theme I want to do and sort of the spreads I want to include um but yeah that's really great and obviously my August plan with me is going up today so it will be it would have gone up a week ago by the time you're hearing this but it is so good it is a Greek mythology theme. Um, I did that theme, bullet journal theme, and I did a spread that was um, my favorite Greek mythology reads. Um, so one of the, so I, I didn't include that many. I only included about six books, um, six of the books I'm talking about today. But I thought, why not do a whole podcast episode of me talking about my favorite mythology books? That's going to be so fun. So I thought I'd just do this episode for you guys today. Um, but anyways, um, I'm not going to keep rambling because I know this episode's going to be a long one. So yeah, I will see you guys when I talk about my favourite Greek mythology books. See you then. No one loves and quarrels, desires and deceives as boldly or brilliantly as Greek gods and goddesses. In Stephen Fry's vivid retelling, we gaze in wonder as wise Athena is born from the cracking open of the great head of Zeus and follow doomed Persephone into into the dark and lonely realm of the underworld. We shiver when Pandora opens her jar of evil torments and watch her and watch with joy as the legendary love bear between Eros and Psyche unfolds. Mythos captures these extraordinary myths for our modern age in all their dazzling and deeply human relevance. So basically the series is, um, as, as I said, the Greek myth retold by Stephen Fry. And there's, um, I love, what I love about this book, it's very informative. So if you were to read more a more like fiction kind of side of the myth, such as like Son of Achilles or um, other books like that, they are more of like the storyline, the plot about or Son of Achilles, for example, it's the romance story. But these books, I love them. They just tell you everything you need to know and more about the Greek myths and all of the different 
ancient Greek like times. So this obviously the first one, um, Mythos is about um, the myths, like it's the start. Um, and it's really, I love the way that it, um, it's told. It's really, um, it's really in depth and I love the stories like, um, he kind of adds, like he adds a lot of footnotes, which explain maybe different perspectives or more in depth of what this means, for example, or like explaining what a Greek word means or something like that. And I feel like it's really um, good. And you can tell that this guy knows a lot about what he's talking about and what he's writing about. He's researched a lot into this and basically got all of the information and put it in one place, which I absolutely love. Um, so yeah, I'll move on to the second book in the series, which is Heroes, which talks about all of the Greek heroes, obviously. Um, so yeah, I really I enjoyed this one a lot. Um, so I'll read the back. There are heroes, and then there are Greek heroes. Join Jason aboard the Argo as he seeks the Golden Fleece and see at, at Atalanta outrun all men before being tripped with golden apples. Soldier through Heracles' twelve labors, shiver in terror under the stone cold gaze, the stone cold gaze of Medusa, and witness wily Oedipus. Oedipus solved the riddle of the Sphinx. From white knuckle chasers to twisting labyrinths, impossible puzzles to blood-cuddling monsters, Heroes is filled with dramatic, funny, tragic, and timeless tales of what we mortal men and women are truly capable at our heroic best. So, as I said, the mythos is more about like the gods and the myth. This is more about the heroes. And um, I, I remember one thing that stuck out to me in this book, um, the one thing I remember because I read it, like, over a year ago so it's kind of hard for me to remember but um I remember um that there was a lot there was quite a few chapters about um Heracles or Hercules or whatever you want to say his 12 labors and I really enjoyed that part of it that's just what stuck out to me what I remember but um oh I forgot to mention I gave both of these books like four and a half stars um that's really really good because um like usually I'd only give um like five stars, like my absolute favorite, favorite books. But um, yeah, one thing, if you're not super interested in Greek mythology, but you want to get into it, these books are quite like slow if you are kind of new to it and there's a lot to remember. So before reading this book, I would just say, um, there's a lot to remember. You don't need to remember all the names, you don't need to remember all the stories. Um, just like, obviously I was gonna have a basic idea of what's going on. You don't need to remember all of the names. I think he does mention that in some sort of like disclaimer at the beginning, because there's a lot of names to remember. But um, this is so, in, this is just, I love this, these books and they're just very informative. So the next one, and this is the newest one, um, it is Troy, um, which is obviously about the Battle of Troy. I've read quite a few books about Troy this year already. Um, I've probably read about um, maybe three or four, I don't know at this point. Um, oh well. But it's really interesting, so I don't see why I shouldn't keep reading about it. So I read this one earlier this year. I think it was... I honestly can't remember when I read it, but um, I'll read the back. Troy, the most marvellous kingdom in all the world, the jewel of the Aegean. Glittering Elion, this city that rose and fell, not once but twice. The story of Troy speaks to all of us. The kidnapping of Helen, a queen celebrated for her beauty, sees the Greeks launch a thousand ships against that great city which they will lay siege for ten whole and very bloody years. It is Zeus, the king of the gods, who triggers war when he asks the Trojan prince Paris to judge the fairest goddess of them all. Aphrodite bribed Paris with her heart of Helen, wife of King Menelaus of the Greeks, and naturally nature takes its course. It is a terrible, brutal war with casualties on all sides. 
The Greeks cannot defeat the Trojans since Achilles, the Greeks' boldest warrior, is consumed with jealousy over an ally's choice of lover. The, Tro- the Trojan slave Briseis and will not fight. The stage is set for the oldest and greatest story ever told, where monstrous passions meet the highest ideals and the lowest cunning. In Troy, you will find heroism and hatred, love and loss, revenge and regret, desire and despair, written bloodily in the sands of a distant shore. So I love this book because it does go into depth um, about Achilles and obviously some of Achilles, my absolute favourite books. So yeah, this is really good. I actually read this before Song of Achilles. This was kind of my first time reading in depth about the Trojan War. This is one of the, the first books I read about it and I found it so, so interesting and it goes so in depth. This book is really long. It's about, let me have a look. It is like about a good 350 pages maybe a bit more so it's quite long if it's just talking about the trojan war which i love because it shows that it goes so in depth another thing i love about this book series is that it has these really nice like pictures like in the middle there are like three sets of pictures or something um or two and they have like little like pictures or like artwork that art artists have painted of like or like ancient artwork i think they're probably from like greek times or something in ancient Greece they painted to represent the story that's going on and I feel like it's really really cool I don't know if they have them in every edition but certainly the one I'm reading they have really nice like illustrations um which I loved so now moving on from the Stephen Fry series as I said I gave all that series overall like a four and a half four stars out of five which is really really good um next one it is of course the song of achilles by madeline miller this was blowing up all over book talk and i'm telling you it is definitely worth the read it is as i said my absolute favorite book of all time and that is a huge claim um, but i'll read the blurb before i get too in depth um of my opinions greece in the age of heroes awkward young prince patroclus has been exiled to the court of king peleus despite the differences peleus's golden boy achilles befriends the shamed prince as they grow into young men, their bond blossoms into something deeper, despite the displeasure of Achilles' mother, the sea goddess Thetis. But when word comes that Helen of Sparta has been kidnapped, Achilles must go to war on distant Troy and fulfil his destiny. Torn between love and fear for his friend, Patroclus goes with him. So basically, um, it's about the romance between Achilles and Patroclus, and obviously Achilles is like the legendary fighter in the Trojan War on the Greek side, and Patroclus is just kind of his... Everyone sees doesn't really know Patroclus who or who he is apart from the fact that he is really close with Achilles no one actually like you think of Patroclus oh he just Achilles is like friend or boyfriend or whatever like love or whatever you need to think of him that's like the whole story between them and I love that so much and it's all from Patroclus's point of view and I've seen a lot of um things about this the fact that it's called the song of Achilles um I think I saw a quote on Pinterest Give me a second while I find it. And it was about um, how it's, if there ever was a song of Patroclus, Achilles will be singing it. So if there ever was a song of Achilles, it'd be Patroclus singing it. And I love that so, so much. It's like the sweetest thing ever. And I just love them so much. I've got a Pinterest board for the song, song of Achilles and I probably saved it there. So let me just find it. Um, yeah, I've got like a Pinterest board, obviously. Um, Okay, so here we go. She says, so this, I think it's like a tweet or something. So she said, so I was trying to explain to a friend what the Song of Achilles was. And she asked me why was it, why it was called that when it was from Patroclus' point of view. Shouldn't it be called the Song of Patroclus instead? I was 
I was perplexed for a brief moment. She had a point, didn't she? But then all I could think of was how much Patroclus adored Achilles and how he was his entire world, and about how nearly every one of his thoughts was about his one and only love. This, this also led me to remember how much Achilles loved him in turn, even though even showed through only Patroclus' experiences. No, I finally decided, if there ever is a song of Patroclus, it will be Achilles singing it. So that's the like kind of like the tweet I saw, I found it on Pinterest, and that really stuck with me. Of course, that is like, of course that would, that is, that is so true. And I love it so much. The quotes from this book are actually immaculate. Madeline Miller is so, so talented. I'll get into another one of her books in a second. But um, this is just an amazing book. It was released, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think it was 2011. So um, it was quite a while ago, but it's picked up a lot of like attention attraction from BookTok, of course, which I am, to say the least, addicted to BookTok right now. Um, I'll find some of the quotes I love and that I can remember off the top of my head are, um, he... I've actually got a list of quotes from Song of Achilles. Um, um, he is half of my soul, as the poets as 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 the poets say. I love that one. I love I love another one, which is perhaps if I had never known Achilles. Oh my goodness! Um, we will carve ourselves into stories into stories for ages to come. Um, name one hero who was happy i'm going to be the first that's what achilles said i will never leave him it'll it will always be this always for as long as he will let me um our friendship came all at once after that like spring floods from the mountains his mouth was a plump bow his nose an aristocratic arrow oh my goodness i did not plan to live after he was gone oh my goodness i would know him by death at the end of the world if you have to go, you know I will go with you. So that's just a select few of some of the quotes I absolutely love from um, from Song of Achilles. That's quite a few actually. Um, yeah, I'm just really, really obsessed. And I don't think it's ever gonna stop. I read this a few months ago, I'd say, and I'm still, it stuck with me and that shows how good a book is if you can still remember it. Cause I forget most of the books I read, let's face it. I can't remember every single one. And um, moving on, I actually get the book. Uh, uh, before I leave, I'm going to say I gave that book a five out of five stars. Of course, my it's my favorite book. How could I not give it a five stars? Um, I'd say it deserves six, but you know, moving on from that. Another book I read, I say maybe a month or two ago, I can't really remember. It was A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes, once again by about the Trojan War. But this time it's from an all-female perspective and different it's got loads of different perspectives from different women women of Troy or women that went through the war. Um, which I really love because you hear a lot about oh the warriors, oh how sad it was, some of them died, you know, but you never hear about the women. And obviously they went through a lot because they most of them, lots of them survived it all and then had to live on after that not very happy lives especially the women of troy after they lost the war um i'll read you the blur before i get into my opinions this was never the story of one woman or two it was the story of all of them in the middle of the night crucial wakes to find her a beloved city engulfed in flames ten seemingly endless years of conflict between the greeks and the trojans are over troy has fallen from the trojan women whose fates now lie in the hands of the greeks to the amazon princess who fought achilles on their behalf 
to Penelope waiting the return of Odysseus, to the three goddesses whose feud started at all. These are the stories of the legendary the, these are the stories of the women embroiled in the legendary war. Powerfully told from an all-female perspective, in a thousand ships, Natalie Hayes puts the women, girls, and goddesses at the centre of the story. So, as you just said, uh, as I just said, and as I just read from the blurb, it is, um, I love the fact that this book has loads of different points of view. I feel like you can really connect with the book when it has different points of view. I just love that. Um, obviously, I still like books with, like, one point of view or, like, um, even in the third person, but I just feel like I can connect with a book so much more if it has more than one, and I really enjoy that from this book. Um, some of the points of view it has, it has um, from Breezy's and Crazy's, and I, have this, I don't know if that's how you say it. It has from um, who else? Like it has like the Trojan woman. I think that's a third person view. It has from Helen, from Penelope, who is Odysseus's wife. I think my favourite chapters. I love the ones where it's Penelope writing letters to Odysseus, waiting his return from the war, because she's thinking, oh, the war is over, and then he takes another like. 10 or so years to come home after the war is over um because of like obviously like the journey of the odyssey and stuff um but yeah i love those ones because she's there's this there's this bard that's like singing songs to her and poems and stuff about what odysseus what is going on with odysseus and like the, the stories that he's going through and stuff um and she's like retelling the stuff that she hears to him she's like is this true where are you now but I just love that and I feel like it's so touching she's like have you forgotten about me all these men are asking to marry me but are you coming back are you dead no one knows but yeah I really really enjoyed this book it had another thing I liked about this it went deeper into the cause of the war as I as it went in Troy by Stephen Fry it talked about the gods and the goddesses um as as the summary said whose feud started at all it talked about Hera Aphrodite um and stuff like that which i really really loved in this book i gave this book i think i gave it a four four and a half maybe um yeah four four and a half stars out of five which i so that i basically really really enjoyed it i would recommend it a lot to anyone who likes that kind of thing i love historical fiction books as well i feel like greek mythology books are kind of historical fiction books because I love when I'm reading a book and I can relate it to something that I've learned about, whether it's in a history lesson or another book I've read. I love it when it's kind of like, you know when you have like a fantasy series and you love that world? I love it when it's a historical fiction because you can read so many different books about it, like that era. I love it when it's like World War One, World War Two books, but especially obviously mythology books why I'm making this episode. Um, so next um moving on to a book i am currently reading i'm only a few chapters in i'm on like chapter like a or something um it, it is another madeline miller book i love her writing so much it is circe by madeline miller i'll read you the blurb in the house of helios the god of the sun and the mightiest of the titans a daughter is born circe is strange not powerful and terrible like her father nor gorgeous and mercenary like her mother but she has a dark power of her own, witchcraft. When Sasa's gift threatens the god, she is banished to the island of Aiea, where she, where she hones her occult craft, casting spells, gathering strange herbs and taming wild beasts. Yet a woman who stands alone cannot live in peace for long, and among her island's guests is an unexpected visitor, the mortal Odysseus, for whom Sasa will risk everything. Sasa's tale is a, is a vivid epic of family rivalry, love and loss, 
the inextinguishable song of a woman burning hot and bright in the darkness of a man's world. So I think in A Thousand Ships and in Troy, you hear briefly about Cersei and Odysseus' encounter with her, but I feel like this book goes a lot deeper into her. So right now, like she's only just been banished to the island. So we haven't even met Odysseus yet. And it's really good. Obviously, I am obsessed with Madeline Miller's writing and some of the quotes I've got so far, even though only a few chapters in are just beautiful. Um, I just love her writing um, so much. Sorry, I just got a bit distracted flicking through some of the quotes. Yeah, I just love it. Even the first line draws you in. It's like, uh, I think it says, okay, it says, when I was born, the name for what I was did not exist. Sorry, if that doesn't draw you in, I don't know what would, but it's just so good. Okay, by the time I record the intro for this episode, I probably would have finished this book. So, um, like, go back a bit or, like, remember what I said a few minutes ago um, about what, like, I said about this book and how many stars I gave it. Because I feel like it's going to be four stars or above, I'm hoping. Um, I'm going to stop recording and come back to you guys in a sec because it's going to cut me off otherwise. So I'll see you in a sec for to do more of the books that I would like to read in the future. Hey guys, so um, I probably explained what this episode is all about in the intro. I'm recording this, like the main part of the episode separately to the intro, just because I feel like the intro is, needs to be like more up to date. So I'm gonna record it closer to the time. I just thought I'd kind of pre-record this. So I don't have no idea what I'm gonna say in the intro, but um, I probably explained what this episode is all about, as I said. So um, I'm gonna get into some of my favorite Greek mythology book recommendations. I'm gonna be talking about some books that I've read some one book that I'm currently reading and then other books that I've seen they're on my um, TBR and I've got heard good things about them so I will be recommending them as well even though I have no personal experience of reading them myself but I will planning I will plan on reading them in the future basically um but the main ones we're talking about is the ones I've read obviously because I can give a an, a proper opinion so um the first one it is this um the Greek myths retold um like series by Stephen Fry um there it's really good um there are three books I have read um well there are, I think there's a new one coming out soon maybe like next year or something but they're really good so the first one is Mythos by Stephen Fry um so I'll read you the back the blurb um like the summary so you guys can understand feeling this is really one of my top books from this year but I'm really enjoying it so far um, and yeah, I can't wait to update you guys probably next episode when I'm finished. So hey guys, I'm back. I just wanted to stop recording and come back so it didn't cut me off while I was um, talking. So the next book, um, I actually bought it. I think my mum actually had it in her bookshelf. We haven't actually read it yet. But it is The Science of the Girls by Pat Barker. I think this is going to be... I'm feeling this is going to be a similar vibe to um, A Thousand Ships because it is... It's called The Science of the Girls, so I'm getting a vibe that it's going to be, um, like, something to do with the women of the war or something like that. It sounds a lot like that. So I've reached the blurb. Um, as I said, the ne- all of the books I'm going to be talking about from now is going to be books that I would like to read or I've 
had on my TBR for a while. Um, so I can't necessarily have an opinion on them or because I haven't actually read them yet. But these are just things I've heard good things of. These are just books that I've heard good things about and I would like to read in the future. So I'll read you the blurb of The Science of the Girls. When the Greek queen Helen is kidnapped by the Trojans, the Greeks sail in pursuit, besieging the city of Troy. Trapped in the Greek soldiers' camps is now the captured queen, Briseis. Condemned to be their slave to Achilles, the man who butchered her family, she becomes a pawn in, the, in a menacing game between bored and frustrated warriors. In the centuries after, the, after this most famous war, history will write her off. A footnote in a bloody story, scripted by vengeful men, but Briseis has a very different tale to tell. Oh, okay, I understand now. So this is, um, I, didn't, I, hadn't, I haven't actually really read the summary, but I just got this book in front of me. Um, it is from Bryce's point of view, I guess. Um, so I guess it was really interesting because she was such an intriguing character for me in um, The Song of Achilles and in A Thousand Ships. I think it's gonna be really interesting to hear a whole book about her. I'm not sure if it's from her point of view. I'm pretty sure it is from the first person point of view of Bryce's and she was, um, as I said, a caption, a captured woman from Troy. I'm not sure if she was from Troy, but she was from the area, I think. Um, yeah, she's a captured queen and Achilles killed her, all her family. And then she was, um, as I said here, condemned to be a bed slave to Achilles. And then, um, yeah, it's just really interesting about what happened. I'm not gonna say too much, but it was, I loved reading about her in the other books. So I'm looking forward to reading this one that is Sides of the Girls by Pat Barker um so now I've read I've talked about all the books I have physical copies for but now I'm just gonna be reading like the Goodread summary of it And still today a wealth of novels plays and films draw their inspiration from stories first told almost 3,000 years ago, but modern tellers of Greek myths have usually been men and have routinely shown little interest in telling women's stories. Now, in Pandora's Jar, Natalie Haynes, broadcaster, writer, and passionate classicist, redresses this imbalance, taking Greek creation myths as her starting point and then retelling the four great mythic sagas, the Trojan War, the Royal House of Phoebes, Jason and the Argonauts, Heracles, she puts the female characters on equal footing with their menfolk, the result is a vivid and powerful account of the deeds and misdeeds of Hera, Aphrodite, Athene, and Circe. And away from the goddesses of Mount Olympus, it is Helen, Cetra, Jocasta, Antigone, and Medea who sing from these pages, not Paris, Agamemnon, Orestes, or Jason. So obviously lots of these characters' names have been mentioned in other books, obviously like Circe, um, from Circe, and obviously Helen and Clemencetra um, are all mentioned in the Trojan War. Um, so obviously Song of Achilles and stuff like that. And um, I'm really, this is such an interesting book. So it retells from the impression I've got from this summary, it retells um, a few different Greek myths, but flip like a different perspective. So it's practically a retelling of like Mythos by Stephen Fry or books like that, but from focusing in on the women because as the summary said here very well um modern tellers of myth have usually been men and they've routinely shown little interest in telling women's stories and natalie haynes did put such a good light on doing that in a thousand ships in the church in the about the trojan war and troy 
Um, so I'm really looking forward to see how she does adapt the stories. Not adapt them, but just like flip the perspective and focus it in on other aspects that maybe um, e- as equally important, or even more important than the myths we have heard and the myths that we have um, read about more often that have focused in on the men. So um, she did she did such such a good job with a thousand ships of the, how she wrote that book, and I really really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm really looking forward to see how she does it with um, Pandora's Jar. Um, so I think that's the title of the book, but I think it just focuses on a few other um, myths as well. So that is the final book I've got for you today. So that is it. I will um, see you guys in the outro. So now the next one is called Ariadne. I think it's a new release. I think it was released in... Um, when was it released? Probably like April, I'd say April, April this year. So it was quite a quite a fairly new release by so it's called Ariadne by Jennifer Saint. And um I'm trying to find the book, but apparently there is a Goodreads error, which is just wonderful. Oh never mind, we've got it. We got it. All good. So Ariadne by Jennifer Saint. As princesses of Crete and daughters of the fearsome king Minos, Minos, Ariadne and her sister Phydra. Phaedra? Phaedra? I don't know. Um, grow up hearing the hoofbeats and bellows of the Minotaur echo from the labyrinth beneath the palace. The Minotaur, Minos's great shame and Ariadne's brother, demands blood every year. When Theseus, prince of Athens, arrives in Crete as a sacrifice to the beast, Ariadne falls in love with him. But helping Theseus kill the monster means betraying her family and country. And Ariadne knows only too well that, it, that in a world ruled by mer- mercurial gods, Drawing the, their attention c- can cost you everything. In a world where women are nothing more than the pawns of powerful men, will Ariadne's decision to betray Crete for Theseus ensure her a happy ending, or will she find herself sacrificed for her lover's ambition? Ariadne gives a voice to the forgotten woman of the most of one of the most famous Greek myths and speaks their strength in the face of angry, petulant gods. Beautifully written and completely immersive, this is an exception. This is an exceptional debut novel. Um, so, as I said, this is, I think this was covered in Mythos by Stephen Fry. So, obviously, lots of these books overlap. I probably should have said that at the beginning. But lots of these books do overlap with the stories, of course, as they are kind of all kind of a version of historical fiction mythology. So, they all kind of link together with some of the stories. But I feel like it's really interesting to hear from different writers, how different writers will write about it. And... Um, like obviously different points of view obviously different books have different focuses on that particular myth um but um yeah this is just obviously you've probably heard the minotaur and ariadne was the brother um so yeah i'm really i'm really really intrigued and i'm really looking forward to reading this book and the cover is so so beautiful the one that we have here in the uk i don't know whether if it's the same where you live but the cover is just so beautiful so the final book is another book by Natalie Haynes, who wrote A Thousand Ships, and it is called Pandora's Jar, Women in the Greek Myths. So obviously, it's about Pandora's Jar, and I think it once again focuses on the women of um, Greek mythology, which is really, really important, because I feel like they get overlooked. It's made like the heroes, the men, the gods, as opposed to like the goddesses, the nymphs, the other like mortal women. I feel like it's really important, and loads of people just overlook those women in Greek mythology but I love that loads of these books that I've mentioned today 
do focus in on the women, such as like A Thousand Ships, Science of the Girls, Cersei, they all focus in on the women, which I feel like is really, really important. So I'll read you the kind of Goodreads summary I've got in front of me. The Greek myths are one of the most important cultural foundation, stones of the modern world. Stories of gods and monsters are the mainstay of epic poetry and Greek tragedy. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I will see you next time. So today's episode has been all about um, my favourite group mythology books that I've read, some books I'm currently reading, and some books that I would like to read in the future that I've just heard good things about and I thought I would add in here as well that um, I hope are going to be also good recommendations as well. And I'm looking forward to reading some of those books in the future and rereading some of the ones I've already read, of course. Um, so I feel like these books just give you guys an overview and um loads and loads of different sources of information and stuff um about growing myths which right now i am super into so i thought i'd just do a podcast episode explaining all of these books that i've loved um so yeah i'll see you next time be sure to follow me on instagram i have all my links down below and of course the podcast link and i will see you guys next time thank you guys so much for listening bye